Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherman. Today is Wednesday, December 29th, 2021, and this is episode 191. I hope everyone is enjoying their holiday season and is hopefully spending some much-needed time with their friends and family. Episode 191 features the one, the only, Avi Sick, and I am so excited to share this interview with you because I'm such a big fan of this artist, and I'm truly honored to have her on the show. At episode 191, we got it all in and started by talking about how she became Avi Sick. Avi grew up in Connecticut and spent a lot of time in Boston and New York City exploring the cities and absorbing the many types of cultures found across the East Coast. At age 15, she got her first two-channel vinyl mixer and fell in love with DJing. She also played multiple instruments in high school and took her passion to the Savannah College of Art and Design. Eventually, she found herself in Chicago and has worked her way up to become a top-tier DJ in the city, and she continues to achieve high levels of greatness with every set. We, of course, talked about her DJ career. Avi plays over 300 shows a year and has shared the stage with Diplo, Cardi B, R.L. Grime, Lil Jon, and so many more. She was also the first female DJ in Chicago to have a mixed show residency on KISS FM and iHeartRadio, and she's also the official concourse DJ for the Chicago Bulls. Oh, and she also has worked with high-profile clients like Nike, Red Bull, and Google. Ever heard of them? We got the lowdown on how she physically and mentally keeps up with her schedule and some of her secrets to success as a DJ. Also loved getting into Avi's discography. Not only is she a sick DJ, but she's really coming into her own as a producer. We went deep on tracks like Love Yourself with Raquel Reigns, In the Closet with Steven Voice, and Drowning in Your Love with Trentino. Avi's style and production has produced what comes natural and to always enjoy the process. Loved this portion of the interview. I've looked up to Avi for years and have a profound amount of respect for her talent and hard work that she continues to put in on a daily basis. She's one of the most well-known and sought-out DJs in Chicago, and I have no doubt that her footprint will continue to grow more and more outside the city and across the world. Much love, Avi, and let's get into it right now so you guys can hear her story for yourselves. This is episode 191 with Avi Sick. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm here with one of my favorite DJs in the scene, Avi fucking sick. What is good? And if you didn't know already, yes, you can cuss. So that's cool, right? Cool. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah, motherfucker. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. You just said, like, we've, like, met and hung out and stuff, and, like, yeah. obviously just being a DJ in Chicago, like, passing off the decks, like, we both work with Music Trust, mm-hmm. but there's nothing like actually getting to sit down one-on-one with someone who I know is so busy, and it's just, it's a pleasure. Yeah, to sit down with you, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, love the show, love everything that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're, like, over five years deep. Yeah. I think this is going to be episode 191. Oh, wow. Yeah. It is crazy, though. Like, you never really get to, like, you see people in the club, it's loud, it's quick. You can't. It's not... We're not getting into deep. Each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not deep. No, it's the opposite. Yeah. I, I 
I always enjoy seeing people in the real world. Right. And that's the funny thing, too, about the club is, like, if you're there with people you do know, like your DJ friends, like, somehow we're able to have a great conversation. Sometimes. It depends how loud the booth is. Yeah. I don't know. It's such a strange thing, like... When you're trying to get into the game, at least my experience when I was a DJ, I was like, I gotta go to these clubs and I gotta walk up to the DJ and I gotta give him my card and I gotta give him a shot and <laughs> Yo, I man. gotta. How do I get a gig gear? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, because there's nothing a DJ loves more than there's that. There's nothing like, a DJ DJing, loves more. They just want to help you out and give right. you an opportunity. Right. Oh, God, it's, <laughs> it's confusing how to break in, but it is. You just you have to try and find a way. Yeah. That's really. I mean, we'll get into a bunch of advice here, but. Do you remember like the first DJ you met? Yeah. How did you, uh, who was the first DJ you met in Chicago? Mm, good question. First DJ I met. Yeah. Well, like like a DJ that people would know the name now? No, no. Like whoever. Jeez. Oh, whoever resonates first to you. DJ. Hard to say the first, but like, so I started DJing probably back in like 2005 and six. Jeez. So I was uh, like Wicker Park was kind of like the Mecca. Yeah. Of DJing back then. Yeah. Um, so actually like Matt Roan and East six were some of the first people uh-huh. I met. Yeah. He's they come had, up a few times. Yeah. They had like a, like a duo thing called dance party magic. They were throwing parties. Um, I met this guy named Paul Blair, DJ white shadow. Mm. That's a whole separate story. <laughs> But, well, I ended up kind of, like, like interning for him. Clayton has told me about him. Right. He's huge now, so, isn't he? And Clayton, yeah. He's, like, Lady Gaga's producer. So I, That's I actually... That's the guy. Yeah, he mentored me. That's... So, oh, yeah. I just had so many fucking so dots connected. him, connect. that kind of opened up the door to, like, a lot a lot of other DJs. Um, That's But sick. Clayton I've known forever also. Yeah, of like, course. Like, back around that time. Yeah. Cy, Gem. Yep. Um... And then just and then all like the you know the porny chicken guys they were still doing their thing working mm-hmm. with Dom, um, the rehab Derek Berry wow and, um, yeah who else first I mean that's probably I guess like a starting point but those are all great people though it's it's great though I mean like a lot of these guys they're still doing it still doing their thing you know and running the scene or at least contributing back to the scene more so yeah. than running it and not just DJing but like doing things that, you know, just involve music on some level. Absolutely. Which is cool. I have so much respect for the DJ firm and the Music Trust and yeah. all the other collectives here that, like, really run a business. Right. Like, I was, uh, Clayton's been asking for some more, like, house DJs, right? And I'm like, okay, like, you got to know these guys, like, expect they don't get paid. They expect they don't get drink tickets. Like, yeah. you're going to be treating them like royalty, and they're going to be so happy with these, like, send them over. I mean, that's any new DJ. It's so true. Oh, my God, $50 bar tab $50. and $50. <laughs> Like, you won the lottery. I know. And I'm like, yeah, and they mail you a check, and it comes on yeah. time. How about that? They're like, rude? <laughs> <laughs> but then they're like, how do I do taxes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's another podcast. <laughs> Some of these people out here are sending their W-9 with their home address uh-huh. on there, and I'm like, dude, you got to get an LLC going, man. It's it's a whole learning thing. Doesn't and it just changes over time, too. Yeah. Things have changed. It'll be... Paid in cryptocurrencies. Oh, for sure. Paid in an NFT. Oh, my God. (laughs) What's the name of your LLC? Is it Avisic LLC? I don't have an LLC. You don't have an LLC? No. Really? Uh Uh-uh. Well, I guess... I mean, don't try to steal my identity or anything. No, no. Well, I guess (laughs) that would would make sense. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think about it? Yeah. Just didn't make sense for me. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, for sure. No one's coming after you. 
It's literally liability. I mean, again, right? I do all my yeah. Oh, but I mean, if there's any anything with like an event or something that I'm doing that requires like insurance, it's not you yeah. like buy buy one off insurance for stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. There's just I I don't know. There's no. There was no incentive for me to do it. I think I'm I mean just, I've seen all the you know things and yeah. but even just to pay that bit of money made no sense for me. If you're listening out there on YouTube or wherever, let us know if you have an LLC because I'm <laughs> curious to know. I just wanted to see Sherman the Booth LLC on a credit card. That's fair. I think that was more of okay. My I will be. I, I will be honest though. It it does make taxes like kind of hellish at the end of every year because you have to separate. I, yeah, I, it, I have a terrible system, honestly. Every year I say, no, no, but next year I'm going to do it like this. And then I don't because I'm like, no, I want to use this credit card because I want all the points on that one and then yeah. that one. But wait, that wasn't the one I was supposed to use to make it all easy. Yeah. It's it's hell. Oh, God. Okay. All right. So, well, thanks for being on. Two more months. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be Shit, great. I got to do taxes again, yeah. dude. Fuck. It always feels like that. Again? And there's always some friend that like, like says, I already did my taxes. I'm like, did you? Yeah. <laughs> did you? It's January. I got a fucking accountant, the Goldstein family out in Pittsburgh. Yeah. This guy, straight hustler. He literally approached my dad when he was a doctor in Pittsburgh. He just mm-hmm. went into the hospital and was going out to doctors and be like, hi, I'm Bob Goldstein. I'd like to do your taxes for you. 35 years we've been a, working with this Jew, man. That's a salesman. He's a, a fucking great guy. Door. I love this family. They do such a great job. And people are like, I don't know why you mail your... Like, literally my mom will, like, yeah. mail me my taxes, like, in a giant manila envelope. Yeah. And one time I, like, was, like, printing stuff out at work. And someone was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> this is how they do it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, my, my accountant doesn't live close either so i have yeah. to do everything kind of you virtually. mail it too you know who introduced me to my accountant was dante dante's really? accountant <laughs> i was looking for an accountant and he was like i got a good one and i've been with her for like six years hmm. six or seven years she's great. well okay yeah well djs if you need an accountant out yeah. there wow hit the dm that's right hit a dm <laughs> no one's gotten in your dm for accountant advice that's for sure <laughs> so you'd stand out <laughs> see you never know what we're gonna talk about on sherman the boot that's how it goes <laughs> Avi, I do have a fun question for you. Okay. So you've DJed festivals, clubs, bars, everything else in between. What's the most underrated show that you love to play? Like a venue or like whatever it might be. Hmm. You know, like, oh, that crowd kind of goes off. Like a reoccurring one or well, like, like of all time? Uh, maybe of all time, whatever comes to your mind. I mean, I guess really I feel like back in the day is mm-hmm. when the shows just hit different. I bet they did. And I don't know if that's because I'm just used to it now. Mm-hmm. And it was so exciting when I was starting out. Yeah. I don't know if that's it or if it's because, like, the scene was just better. <laughs> I hate to say it, yeah. but, like, more open to DJing and not just having to play, like, top 40 so people buy bottles and the, yeah. some of, like, the garbage direction it is now. I understand. I mean, it used to be like, you just want to make the whole place sweat. Yeah. You know? And play like the weirdest, dirtiest, strangest beats like that anybody's heard and people just like melt their faces off, you know? Like the the blog house days. Sounds like Evil Olive. Yeah. So honestly, I would say places like Evil Olive, Debonair, yeah. um, Liquor, what was that place called? Liquor, um, liquor. oh, uh, something Liquors. It was like right across from Debonair. Um, oh. I, was, I don't know. Fuck. Right. 
Trying to tip my tongue. So, and where else? There was, like, another... Uh, all that, that whole, like, strip. There was all oh, the yeah. Sonatech, like, which is now a beauty bar. But, like, yeah. back in the day, like, that place was crazy. And then even, like, the downtown places. And I guess I'm speaking strictly Chicago clubs right now, not... Sure. Everywhere else. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was just... It was a different vibe. Totally. So, I don't know if I answered your question at I all, I think you actually. did. <laughs> well, I mean... It's true, and this has come up a lot. Yeah. Like, just kind of the, the world we live in today. Like, yeah. in 2010, like, social media had power, but not the power that it has these days. Mm-mm. Places are popular because of a TikTok video that went viral, right? Yeah. And, I don't know, as a DJ, like, sometimes our job gets lost on the people in the venue, and that sucks for us, because we know yeah. how important the music is and the energy that we create. Yeah. Shit did hit different back in the day, dude. It did hit different. And, like, I mean, I think when I started DJing, too, like, Facebook wasn't out yet. It was, like, still my, my yeah, space. Yeah, exactly. And it was different. It's, so like, people you just send, went like, out. these funny, like, invites, and it wasn't, like, what it is, you know, now. It was just different. Yeah. You know, you know no one really talked about what happened that night. Like, you were mm-hmm. just there, and you experienced it. Fuck, yeah. And it was, like, word of mouth. Like, that place was crazy. This place is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that anymore, is it? I mean, I, I, there are still plenty of, like, fun gigs, and I have a great time playing sure. a lot of stuff, especially, like, festivals and stuff. Like, that's just, Obviously. like, just have fun with it. Like, that's the easy you know? answer. Yeah. So. How was Spring Awakening? You played this year, right? Yeah, it was fun. What I, day did you play? I got the main stage, so I got my, my, um. You got the main stage? Yeah. Dude? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was huge. I was like huge. I I was there. It was huge. (laughs) Big on it, literally. So wide. I was standing on a platform, like probably that went up to here, (laughs) because they have like the LED screen in front. Right. And I was like saying, like no one's gonna see me. So like I asked, I was like, do you guys have like an extra riser? I needed like an extra one because I'm super short. I need a (laughs) riser, like you know, five out of ten times anyway. Yeah. But for this, I was like, I need like. Five risers, <laughs> and then I was hovering above it. Oh my like, gosh! Looking like, like Shaq. I'm cooking like yeah. <laughs> cooking on the burners. Like. What do you do if you can't get a riser? Tippy toe it? Yeah, I don't know what I would have done. You would not have been able to see me. It would have been like this. <laughs> but then I was like a little too. High. It was fun. It's, um, it's such a fine yeah. level with the height of the decks. Like if it's too low, I'm like, yeah. oh fuck, this is like so weird. But if it's too high, I'm like this. It's like weirder. It's even up weirder. Shit, like way too high in my closet. I'm used to. I'm used to usually them being a little high. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Like I'm used to like at least like sometimes I have to like go up like this. Right. For me, comfortable is down here. Yeah. That's low. That's low. I'm like five three. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> I think so. I thought you were a little taller than that. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm. Get wrong. the tape measure. <laughs> I'm getting shorter, dude. That's for sure. <laughs> Fucking a. Maybe it's my heels and my tivas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Check out those Tevas, everybody, okay? That's the real deal. This was actually an Instagram ad, and I was like, Tiva? No way. I got these like three years ago, and they've become like oh, dude, they my got favorite you. winter They found shoe. you out. They're so comfortable. Uh, now I'm going to get a Tiva ad. I've got special Probably shoes are. on today, too. I've got, I've got some cool shoes on as well. Yeah, those are sweet. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got some swag. It's all about the shoe swag as a DJ, right? Like, a lot of times you just wear like black and shit. Yeah. And it's like, I got to get some color on Yeah. Me. <laughs> right facts dude but like you dj like so fucking much and i'm kind of skipping forward but i was thinking this like mm-hmm. i have to wear specific shoes if i know i'm playing like a four or five hour oh, set God. so i'll be honest the most comfortable shoe 
the shoe I'm usually DJing in, yeah. because it's just so comfortable for me, right. are Yeezys. And I hate to, like, No shit! They are comfortable! But, like, they're really comfortable. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Yeah. Why? Why do you? You're not. You're not ashamed. That's well. Legit. I'm not ashamed, but I'm gonna also say something and just call myself out. Okay, go. So I do have a real pair of Yeezys, <laughs> but the Yeezys that I wear the most <laughs> are like these sixty dollar Yeezys yeah. from DHK. Oh, <laughs> they are the most comfortable shoe I own. <laughs> so that's it. So you won't know if I'm wearing the real ones or the fake. That's ones. good. <laughs> I won't know and I won't tell. I think it's dirty as shit anyway. <laughs> That's good advice. I'm rocking the Addy Boots usually because they have, they just feel good. You know? Yeah. I guess just find the shoe that's comfortable. But like, especially if I'm like doubling, tripling sets and I'm playing literally like I'm on my feet all day, maybe with some breaks, but still Dude. like it does it feels like you're on your feet all day even if you get you those are. breaks. And like, yeah, you, my feet are hurt sometimes lower back my too. back hurts my neck hurts. listen to us for like carrying two the old backpack. jewish djs dude <laughs> yeah god we're we're at, we're very fun and lively book us at your next event <laughs> <laughs> well well we won't complain we won't complain we'll complain to each other yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny oh my gosh great answer mm. okay backtrack you told me before we went live, I knew yeah. you were from the East Coast. Yes. Connecticut, born and raised. Not born. But, Not born? But but uh, stayed in Connecticut, or was raised in Connecticut. Yeah. Between Connecticut and Boston. Okay. Um, where, like, my grandparents lived. Yeah. On both sides, I had family in Boston. Mm-hmm. So we would make that three-hour drive, like, you know, I love for Boston. the holidays I just went there stuff. for the first time. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I it's had beautiful. three it's lobsters, actually... like full lobsters. Lobster. Dude, I was the like, lobster. I was like, oh, sick. I'm going to get like some lobster rolls and stuff. Yeah. No, it was like, we got it these. Is, We're going to boil them. It's wicked. Yeah, you're right. Fucking wicked good wicked lobster. Wicked good. Wicked good lobster. And it was good, but by the third lobster, I was like, dude, I can't keep eating these fucking raw lobsters. I'm actually not a fan. Like, well, it's just like, I like crab. It's a little bit barbaric by the third one, you know? I'm like. That's a lot. Oh my God. Like, why does this keep happening? <laughs> And my fiance is like, I'll eat yours. I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> That's a little intense. Yeah. It's a it's a great like just culture up there. Like yeah, I mean the East Coast just in general is a it's a different vibe. I love the East Coast. Yeah, absolutely love it. Same. I always had, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a pipe dream of moving to New York City, but I told you my dad's from there. My cousin lived there for a long time. My aunt and uncle lived in the Upper uh, West Side of Manhattan for forty years. Okay. So I visited a lot. And it really was the reason I got, like, the itch to move to a big city. Same. I, like, we took the train. So where I lived, there was a train, um, and you go just direct into Grand uh, Central it, like Station. Two hours, maybe? A little less, even, if it's, like, the um, That's awesome. peak hour, they call it, or something like that. So, yeah, just direct there, and then, um, like, literally, it's a five-minute drive from, the tra- from that train station to where I grew up it's awesome so like we would you know as we got older went and got my first tattoo at 14 yeah you know did all the things so your parents would let you go alone or like with your friends would they let me i don't know (laughs) did i yes (laughs) a little bit of a rebel huh they were you know it's fine my mom was the mayor and my father was a police officer oh you were born a rebel as in like yeah they're like you know heavy in the public service and then (laughs) me and my brother were just like 
we're going to make your lives <laughs> as hard as we can. She was the mayor and your dad was a police officer. That's like the yeah. most political pull ever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you were born to be a DJ for sure. <laughs> That's too much like one-sided, you know. I know. My Actually, they bought me my DJ first DJ equipment when I was like 15. Yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah, for a Hanukkah gift. It was a DJ in a box. I get from 123DJ.com. Dude, 123DJ, I know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, DJ uh, in a box? It was so, it was like one box with two turntables. I yeah. think they were belt drive turntables <laughs> and this like little two channel mixer. I don't even know if there was a, an actual brand or not. No. Yeah. Plastic. <laughs> but worked. Fuck um, yeah, it worked. I did. I mean, I don't know. I would throw dance parties for friends, play like Madonna records. Would it connect? Like, like, would you connect to Serato or something? Or was this it? This was before Serato. This was like when it was like the system. Yeah, I don't like, want to give my age away, but this was long <laughs> before Serato. This was probably, oh my God, maybe 95. This was like 10 years before Serato, if not more. So, I mean, like for those that don't know, like how did you, how did you hook it up? You had a computer? No, I played records. You literally played Bell That's Drive how I records. DJing. Vinyl records. Vinyl, yeah. I started, oh, I, I was confused. Okay, oh, got it, got yeah. it, got it. That was like DJ in a box, and I'm picturing I'm like. No, no, it was just called DJ in a box. It was like how they marketed the two turntables Smart. and the mixer. Yeah. And so all you do is buy the DJ in a box if you don't know what you're buying. Like, you know, if you don't actually know oh. DJ equipment. So, I, so we, my mom bought the DJ in a box. Go be a DJ. Here's Damn. your DJ in a box. Yeah, but no, it was a, it was a real setup. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. And then buy records and... Would you go to like, the city and buy records and shit? Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing like buying yeah. vinyl records. Right? Like, I've had this conversation so many times. The difference between like buying a vinyl record, right? Like those are like right. some of my parents' records, like the original Michael yeah. Jackson Thriller. And oh, there. I would steal some of my mom's stuff too. They were not For happy sure, about not happy like, about it. it. Yeah, I know. Electric light orchestra <laughs> and like these weird yeah. rock and roll <laughs> records. I don't even know. I probably had the most eclectic um, collection it Says a lot ever. about you today though. Fair. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's nothing like the feeling in... <clears throat> I've gone to record stores now, right? Like, I they didn't... When I started DJing, it was... It's all electronic, right? But the yeah. difference between buying a record, listening to it in the store, and being like, I'm gonna go and play it, and you really, like... I don't know, it's like pen to paper versus, like, typing an email. Like, today, like, yeah. I go on to a DJ pool and download it and put it on my record box space and push play. Bar, and then space bar off if you don't like it, move on. But, like, a record, you have to, like... You commit to it. You commit to it. You play, You put it down. Yeah. You play it. Yeah, play the whole give thing, it some too. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Can I move this pole? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, get comfortable. Oh, comfortable. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> I think, like, yeah. and it's, it's unfortunately, it's not an art that's lost on DJs today, but I do think it's something that's so important to understand about when DJing started, like, in Chicago and in New York and in Detroit, right? Like, yeah. legendary Frankie Knuckles, he would have two of the same records a lot of the time. So that he could transition from one of the vinyl records, continue playing that song, mm. and then go back into another new one. And that blew my mind. Yeah, and I mean, that's how I learned was doubles. Doubles, that's right? How, that's why I learned Is that what it's called? The, the style? I don't know. That's what we always Something call it. Like we that, just yeah. called it doubles because you learn if you can mix the record yeah. so you can go back and forth uh, and it sounds, it, you're, it's unchanged, Yeah. then you've successfully beat matched. So it's doubles. And then obviously if you're doing like 
DJ tricks and stuff, then you can, yeah. like, you know, you can... Uh, Did you learn it on your own, though? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Self-taught, yeah. Holy shit. Self-taught, but I watched... I had, um... What's it called? The VHSs, which then became DVDs. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like, you know, how to DJ and Hubert. I had yep. like, and uh, all these, you know, hip hop DJs. I listened to Z Trip. He was like my, <sighs> I was obsessed. And it's <laughs> funny because I met him later in life a few times. And we like, you know, became friendly. And you told him the story? Um, I have told him the story. Yeah. Ish. Not to like freak him out. But right. <laughs> I think one of the first times I met him, I was like, wow. Oh, you know, I actually, I don't, I think maybe it was the second time I had met him, but when the mid opened, I was the DJ, the opening DJ. Haha. <laughs> Fuck, put that on your gravestone. That's There's sick a, though. Please. <laughs> I think that's cool. So yeah. And guess, and that, uh, Z trip was the, the feature. He was wow. the headlining DJ of Shit. when the mid opened. So yeah. it, that also shows you very different, like what oh, DJing yeah. was to like, you know, from that to like when Prism opened, let's say, like yeah. the kind of music that was being played. The form it's of just evolved. Too. It's just different, and the form of entertainment. Yeah, because he's like you know he's a, he started on vinyl. He's yeah. you know the vinyl guy. I was always kind of um for a long time. Like, oh, like when CDs started getting, or CDJs started getting popular and whatever, I was like, oh, yeah, but I want the turntables. Yeah. So then they'd hook up the turntables for yeah. me and this and that. And then when I actually sat down and said, you know what, I'm going to just stop being such a baby about this and, like, see what's up with them, I was like, oh, my God, CDJs are the best thing <laughs> in the world. Get these huge-ass yeah. pieces of equipment away from me. I love CDJs what for CDJs so many reasons. Oh, the first ones I touched? Yeah. I don't remember. But, I mean, it had to be an old, old, old model. Like I love seeing that picture of, like, all the CDJs. Have you seen that? No, Where it's, I like, haven't. first generation all the way up to the 3000s. Yeah, and you very can see, different. like, what they've added, subtracted, taken back, brought back. It was, like, the very basic ones where I don't even think the platter really moved. Like, yeah. Like, it wasn't even, you know. But I, but I think by that time, obviously, I was on Serato. <clears throat> so you're not really you're looking more at your screen than you right. are down like yeah. when you're DJing with vinyl and you're looking for your marker and listening so <laughs> I stopped like... doing, listening completely yeah for I don't, sure I don't ever listen sometimes I DJ without headphones it's all right there it's right fucking there <laughs> and, like we, you don't have to reinvent the wheel to be a DJ like fundamentally no you have to Anybody. know how to count you have to you know, have to know how, how to count 8 beats in your head 16 beats in your head yep you literally shut your eyes and mix properly if you know how to count and when you start doing it for long enough to you you don't even realize you're counting true right like i can actually depending on the situation i can actually be talking to someone oh i carry out full conversations i never (laughs) or i'm like literally full texting and then just like right before i know something's about to do yeah still go back to i don't think about it it's become mindless because it's been so long i know it is but but i but back in the day man i remember i actually started when i first went to digital Mm -hmm. Um, there was Serato, maybe Tractor was out, maybe not. I don't can't remember if that came a little later, but there was an, a third program that only one other person, the whole city of Chicago used and we became good friends because we had to keep asking each other, like when things <laughs> would go wrong, we only had each other to ask. I don't know why I didn't just get Serato, but it was called Torque. Because I want it to be different. I love to be different. And I was like, oh, I don't want what everyone else has. I'm going to use this other program. Torque? 
called Torque. Have you ever heard of it? No. Torque. Yeah, I think it was M Audio. Okay. Um, legit though. No, it was legit. M-Audio was legit. It's the same thing. I mean, you had um, you had your vinyl that was the time code. Right. And or CD, I guess later. But um, yeah, so I started out on this on on Torque. Um, and no one else was using it. And so, you know how Serato had a box? Yeah. Um, Torque had its own box. Oh, so then, okay. like, so they were just straight the more I got DJing at, like, bigger clubs and this stuff, it's like, you have a what box? It's kind of like now what I would say to a controller DJ. Like, yeah. You're about to what? It's all right here. You're yeah. about to what? Yeah. That's, a, that's another topic. But, oh. yeah, so I was using um, this program called Torque is how I started with. That I don't. I was saying something else, but then I got lost in the torque. Well, I'm interested in the torque. Yeah. <laughs> Not the, torque. Who, torque. Who was the other <laughs> DJ? Um, Hiroki. Hiroki. Yeah. Not Hiroku. Hiroki. Yeah, yeah, Hiroki. Yeah, I've like heard that name in so DJ. long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Mr. Shaw brought them. I, that name has come up before for sure. Hiroki. I'd be surprised if they know each other. But I don't know if they fair, know maybe. each other, but the name has come up. For yeah. Sure. I mean, that's he, a memorable was like, name. He was old school. Oh, Empire Liquors. That was the place, by the way, because because Hiroki was one of their Empire resident Liquors. DJs. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Torque. <laughs> torque, not twerk. <laughs> <laughs> Although now I feel like something called twerk would yeah. be dope. <laughs> Dude, I remember those fucking Serato boxes, like... I don't know. And you see somebody come up in the club with, like, a, a big controller, and they put it, like, on top of the CDJ. And mm. I know we could probably go down a black hole right now. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. I Just myself. But. Cut it out. Please don't do that. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Please don't do that. Learn the ways. It's really important that you make transitions between DJs very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Because why be difficult when it can just be so easy? <laughs> yeah, right, literally. <laughs> I'll, I'll, the whole it's something point. I'll just never understand. And then, like, you expect, well, fine, if they have, if they, if this is what they need and this is what makes her comfortable, then fine, they'll just do their thing. But then they, you know, nine times out of ten stand there like assholes not knowing what to do. Anyway, yeah, so. I know. And then you got to help them and you're like, okay. Well. You know, it's funny, though, too, because you help the ones that are headlining a lot of the yes. time. Yes. <laughs> So, so it's, true. It's um, you know, and I don't like, know. Wait, how did this happen? Did you get here? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it sucks to like, yeah, know so much. I know. Then you're just like, <laughs> how did I get this job? Yeah, of yeah. helping you when you're getting paid fifty thousand dollars and I'm getting paid five hundred. You know? Unreal. <laughs> so true. But Gosh, that, another time. We've come up with a lot of sub future podcast opportunities here. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like talking to you. Okay, so fast forward to where you're at now. Okay. Your journey into DJing. Sitting here, you play over 300 shows a year, for sure. Yeah. You've shared the stage with some of the biggest names like Calvin Harris, Diplo, Cardi B. I remember that. I remember seeing that video. <laughs> say. Doja Cat, Lil Wayne, Flo Rida, Jason Derulo, R.L. Grime, more. You mm-hmm. are also the first female DJ in Chicago to have a mixed show residency on iHeart uh-huh. and Kiss FM. Uh-huh. I told you I did my research. You're also the official Concourse DJ for the Chicago Bulls. You've also worked with high-profile clients. This is very journalistic right now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm trying to like, I'm like, oh, he's done his research. I need, I need to like lighten it up. A Waiting bit. to correct it's you. It's so Let's legit see. though. Like Nike, Google, Red Bull, and OnlyFans. Like, give me a high five. I love that. Thank you. But that <laughs> obviously didn't happen overnight, right? Oh no, 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 no. No, like I chance. said, it's like it's 
It's been, been a, a long burn. road. Long yeah. road. And I think the best way to kind of go about this is, like, I want to break it down into separate parts. Okay. 300 shows a year. You and I were laughing about this. That's hardly any days off. And sometimes <laughs> you play three. Have you played four shows in a day? Yeah, absolutely. I've probably played five. Like, before we even get into, like, the, the physical component of that, from yeah. an organizational <laughs> perspective, like, how do you stay so organized? How do you not double book yourself? How do you not lose out on opportunities? Or, like, I mean, what's your secret? It's a business. I right. treat it as a business. Like... I'll, I just, I don't understand when, you know, you'll get, you know, I, I do some bookings too at some places and, you know, when you get a call like 30 minutes after someone's set is supposed to start and it's like, oh, they're not here. Where are they? And, and it's like, I, I'm always like, and then I have to go out of my way to figure out what happened there. It's like, I don't get how DJs, like, it's a job. Yeah. Like if you don't show up to work, yeah. you're, you're not going to get to keep going to work. Yeah. Going to have to find some new work. So Absolutely. like, I, it's, I, it's never crossed my mind. Like, I, I mean, I make Google calendars. Then I have, I have, you know, I have my spreadsheet, my Google calendars and a physical calendar Got with it. dates on it. I have to have that too. Yeah. Actually, it's cute because that's what my girlfriend does. She <laughs> writes all the, so it's literally right there in the kitchen yeah. and I know where I have to be at what time. Then I get my Google notifications and sometimes I get reminders from other places. And yeah. like, I, how can you miss it if you just put in the effort and are organized about it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I don't know. You stack it. your schedule though. Like, I do, yeah. I mean, a lot of it's through like, obviously you have such a huge footprint here in Chicago. Yeah. Do you go to you know, the different collectives and, and groups and say, what do you have available? Here's what I can do. Like, cause I think that's lost. I get, I get approached a lot. Okay. Uh, more than I push myself. Okay. I think, um, and I'm already so busy that mm-hmm. like there's some collectives I want to work with more. Right. I don't have a time. And the yeah. problem is like, I'm usually booked like three months ahead. I yes. already know. That's what I'm saying. I already that's, know my schedule. That's legit. So then like some of these other collectives or just like the venue itself will be like, oh, can we put you on this date? And it's like a month from now. And I'm like, I, I would like to. Yeah. You know, and of course, if the, you know, if the price is right, not a problem. We'll make it happen. Yeah. But, you know, not like locally it's right unlikely yeah for sure um, that it's that much different and then if it's not that much different this is another thing i want to press on new djs yeah djs that take a gig and then bail on it for a gig that is maybe fifty dollars more yeah like last minute don't do that because you're pissing the people at the top off for fifty dollars and you might have just had an opportunity that you were going to be able to play you know regularly at some of these places but yeah. you, you, but because you wanted $50 one time. Yep. So just think more about like your relationships with people. I don't know who I'm preaching to. I don't know. Somebody this, needs to hear it though. Honestly, you're, t- you're But it is something. For sure. Facts. And, and my biggest thing is like the the long the long-term relationship play, right? It's not even like a play, but it's like It's it's the smartest thing you can do. Those are people it's I want to go into business with. Right. It's just be professional. You know, I mean, have fun too. I'm not saying like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you have to be a Jehovah's <laughs> Witness when you're, whatever. Like, be a DJ, but like, yeah, be a DJ out there when you're DJing, but like on the back end, it is a business. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely, and it's a business that can eat you up and chew you out. 
eat you up, chew you, and then spit you out. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Multiple types of and chewing then, like, going on. Eat you again and throw you up. It's yeah. like it's a process. Yeah, and honestly, sometimes <laughs> you got to go through that shit to realize that you fucked up too. That's but we're true. here to tell you that you don't have to do things like that. Yeah, I mean, look, I I've, I've made so many mistakes, and I've yeah. I you know like I it's it's all just a learning process. So, <laughs> I mean, the things I did when I was younger, I was not a um, <laughs> I was not someone to. I was doing what everybody else does, you know, what I'm telling people not to do, and then some. Yep. I was like a little asshole. <laughs> Like a lot, yeah. Um, but then you grow up and you learn. You yeah, know? that's that. Is, that is what it is. Yeah, it's so true. I I guess just yeah. Stay organized. <laughs> Stay, treat orga- people Stay with respect. organized. Treat people. Treat people with respect. That's the main thing. Everybody there too. And you know, because sometimes the person working here, even if they're not top of the totem pole, one day. They're going to be the person that you need to talk to, to, to do something that's on your bucket list. Absolutely. That's just the way it works. It's a, you know, it's a big industry, but it's also a very small. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I always ask, like, if I'm going into a new place or it's a place I haven't been in a while, like, whoever booked me, hey, what's the manager's name? Do you know if they're going to be working? Like, get there early to go, like, say, hey, good to see you or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And, And not as like a like a political play but like right this is their this is their place right like i i am a i am a guest in their house like i am the dj here and yeah ultimately like it's a great place too it's going to be that person who wants you to come back right absolutely they want they you know everyone wants to be surrounded by things that make them comfortable absolutely and that that goes both ways, you know, for for you the DJ and for everybody else working there, you know. Absolutely, and it's always so much more fun too when the people working there, the employees. Yeah. Like oh, absolutely. Too. So much more fun. That's why it's like sometimes it's very nerve wracking to like when you're traveling and just playing new spots that you've never traveled before. And, yeah. You know, because you're like, oh, you know, these people have never heard me. Like, yeah. I make a good impression. Yeah. And, True. Yeah, I guess that depends how much you care about. You care. Stuff. I care. I like that you care. I do care. Okay, so what about physically, though, dude? We talked about the shoes. Physically, um, (laughs) I am a complainer. (laughs) Physically, um, I have one of those guns, and I use it, like, Yeah, massage guns? I got Uh one right there, too. Um, (laughs) Physically, like, it takes my whole maybe two days off a week, like a Monday and a Tuesday or a Monday and a Wednesday, to recover from what I did Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Because I'm, like, hurting. I mean, phys- physically, my neck, like, here's one reason why I love CDJs. Yeah. Current yeah. CDJs. Like, what a blessing that you don't have to wear this, you know, 30-pound backpack. Yes. And carry it around all day, especially if you're playing multiple gigs and you are literally going from here to here and you know you have it on you all day you can't put it down because then someone might steal it yeah you know i don't want to get i don't want to let my stuff out of sight yeah um how awesome is it that you can just have this i and and i've just recently like probably like two three years ago started doing you know just um, oh stick really like oh i do i mean i don't all the time but but i do sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. oh i do sometimes it depends the kind of the depends how demanding 
or how like high profile the gig is, but yeah. it can be high profile and I use it. I guess it depends how long. <laughs> That's yeah, probably yeah, the yeah. better thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean though. It's two hours, Do like, bring and I already know stick? like they only want, you know, this type of vibe. So it's a lot easier. Being open format is if you really have to go in, for me it still is like I'm much more comfortable on my computer. Sure. Um, of course. But the way things are getting and the technology and now just being able to type everything in. Yeah, it's easy. <clears throat> it got to be pretty easy. The Although 3000s, I, the, those CDJs? Yeah, I'm just still not, yo, I, it's because I don't own them. So I have Dude, Nexus 2s. I love my Nexus 2s. Me too. I've become so comfortable on them. Yeah. I can play, I like, I'll, you know, I'll play four hour sets, no problem on mm -hmm. those. Open format too. Yeah, yeah. Not a problem. And it's almost like less is more because there's less information, but like you know all the information you need yeah. to know about what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then the CDJ 3000s <laughs> is like, like even if I know what's going on, all of a sudden like I just start getting lost in like yep. the little things, and I'm like, wait, do I know what's going on? And like it's almost, <laughs> it's almost like too much. But there are certain features that are like undeniably absolutely. A step forward and awesome. I know. I feel like it's a if the, I thing. feel like we need like a marriage of the two. I do want a marriage of the two. Do the screen is too fucking it's too big. big. Mm -hmm. I don't need waveforms this big. It's too big. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I agree with you. I have like they're bigger than the computer waveforms. Literally, <laughs> they're literally. It's like a giant iPad, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we just need to get used to it. You're right, though. Yeah, that's what it is. If I like. Physically, if like I own them and I was like really practicing on them, because yeah. I'm big on that too. Like, I always, you know, younger like would practice before mm -hmm. instead of just like I never felt comfortable. Like, oh, I'm just gonna go and do this when I was younger. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna go and do the set. No, I was so anal about. I need to know where all this stuff is in this crate. I need to know where this stuff is, and just so then when I'm out there, then I yeah. got feel comfortable. And most of the time, nine times out of ten, I didn't even like use the stuff I planned. Yeah, but <laughs> but just like but like knowing what I was doing, I still carry that you know to today. Yeah. I think it's such a smart thing to like practice if if you need it. Yes. I mean, there becomes a point where you've been doing it so much. Obviously, you don't need to practice anymore. But, but like, but like when you're starting out, yeah, it is a big thing. Don't practice at the club because mm -hmm. everyone's gonna. You're gonna. You're performing. It's it's, it's very obvious. Yeah, uh, you gotta be. You gotta act like you've done this a million times. I think everything changed for me as a DJ specifically when I got CDJs, and obviously they're not like really affordable. And I think we're all the first person to tell you that, right? But yeah. they have, I'd really recommend this to any DJ out there. Save up to get the RX2 or whatever they're called, the XDJs. Mm -hmm. um, the all-in-one controller is good, but it's not the CDJ it's experience. It's not the same. But if you get the, the two-channel, and I can't remember what the little, little smaller CDJs are called. You're talking about the, um, the, uh, the 1000, the S yeah, SR. Something. SR they're SR just small. 1, I got a small platter. It's the same experience. You can get, you can really hone in on mm. like understanding CDJs, like also little things like the equipment, like the knobs, like. It's, and that's not a little thing, like. It's a big That's thing. like some of the biggest stuff, like. The headliners don't know. I am so big on, well, I wouldn't say I'm so big on effects. I'm not like, oh, let's phaser this and that. But small things like the Echo Out, learn how to use oh, really yeah. well. Learn how to use um, the reverb. Is such a smart, smart 
tool. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially like when you're doing open format and like things oh, yeah. with a lot of lyrics and just to get a clean out. Mm-hmm. Um, the colors, you know, are a lot of fun. I, I hate when I see people overuse them. Yes. That <laughs> but, is annoying. But like it's, they're there to help and they really do. They it really can improve the listening experience. Uh, absolutely. And it helps so yeah. much. Like you, you have those bedroom festivals by yourself, like in the early days and yeah. it's fun and you take the chances and then that's how you become a unique DJ too. Like you just have to put in the time. I think everybody yep. can agree with that, but yeah, yeah, that would be definitely a piece of advice that we want to share with people. Like take the time and if you don't have it, ask someone who does have it. Yeah. Borrow stuff. I mean, that's what I, I didn't always have the top of the line DJ no. or whatever, but I would like borrow it or I would go to the club when they weren't open, you know, like make friends with people, like mm-hmm. whatever, like there's lots of ways to do it yeah. to like, to learn how to, you know, use e- the equipment. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So physically you wear Yeezys and massage <laughs> Yeezys. Gun. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeezys. Yeezys. <laughs> okay. Sharing the stage with massive names. So I mentioned the likes of Diplo, Cardi B, Lil Wayne. I mean, I know I can't be the only one to know, but, like, how did you... I mean, it's not a one-sentence one answer, but, like, how did you work your way up to doing that? Like, was it connections, relationships, straight hustle, a little bit of everything? Yeah, probably, like, definitely a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. Connections are huge. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's funny, because I'm always like, oh, I don't have connections, this and that. And then, like, I think, and I'm like, well, actually, yes, I have a connection probably everywhere. But yeah. I don't use it, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't use it. And that's something, like, I wish I had started using earlier. Okay. Um, a lot of, yeah, you know, a lot of it's, like, the right place, the right time. They're looking for something, and you fit the bill. Right. Um, they reach out to you? just sometimes. Okay. Certain companies or whatever. Right. Sometimes it's, oh, this person... Um, I got your name from this person, like, can't, like, you know, they said that maybe be a fit, good fit, whatever. Yeah. Um, so definitely lots of, like, networking going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just, like, the drive, like, doing things so many times that you, you playing so many shows that you really can't be ignored. People are like, mm-hmm. I know who that is. Being, um, I mean, I'm sure I have a little bit more of a, um, I don't want to say a leg up, but, you know, being a girl, like, there's probably not that many that come into the clubs, you know what I mean? Like, there's a handful, for sure. And crush the sets, people. Right, that too. So, like, it's it's memorable. So, just be memorable. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be a girl to be memorable. Yeah, but but anyway. But that's something that, that, you know, I use to my advantage, for sure. But it's also something that, like, but if I suck during a set then I'll be remembered for that. So I yeah. just make sure to always put it all in. Yeah, take Leave it seriously. Leave it all on the table. Take it seriously. Yeah, yeah so I sure. mean, I, honestly, it's I, like if I could tell you how I got to like those certain places, like... This would be a 10-hour it, it really podcast. is just yeah. like a, this, you know? It's mm-hmm. slow. Slowly, but... Yeah. But you get there. Well, it's almost like, I mean, like in one way or another, the, the guy who's the bar manager at this place when you first start DJing, right? Sure. Like five years goes by and that guy still has a great relationship with you and knows you're a big DJ and knows you're talented and it's like, hey, 
I work out in Vegas now, and I want you to come out here and do some this, it, right? Like, yeah. these things take time, people, right? Like, it's not just, like, you have some connection that all of a sudden this yeah. person's like, you're the fucking shit, I'm booking you, like... I mean, there's some, you know, there for some people, they can get on a roster, and someone will yeah. do the work for them, and yeah. this and that, so I, I, it, I think it's just, you have to take every case individually, you know, yeah. because it's it's a different situation for every DJ, Not yeah. there's not one right or wrong answer of how to do things, but I think the way I've navigated it is just to um, put my best foot forward and try to be, like, memorable on a positive level, Yeah, and, um, you know, I think that's... <laughs> That's humble advice, Avi. I like that. I like that. So, going off, I know you said, don't want to talk about it too much, but the Mm. first female DJ in Chicago to have a mixed residency on iHeart, Radio, and Kiss FM. Like, that's beyond cool, though. So, Clayton actually gave that to me. Fucking love that guy. (laughs) That's awesome. How cool was that for you, though? Really cool. Really fun. I had never... I had never done radio stuff before. Did you, like, go there? Like, how did that work? No. You, you, you record the mixes? Pre-record the mixes, and then they play on um, Kiss FM. But you're thinking about it night. differently, right? Like, what do you mean? putting together the mix, like, this is going out to a ton of people. I put so much work into my mixes. <laughs> but because of my mixes and stuff, I got really good at learning Ableton and, like, yeah. learning how to starting to get an idea of oh this is how you produce like yeah, this sure. is how you know i was i was basically pr- producing mixtapes making you know cutting things up and making it my own doing mashups and doing yeah. all of that right <clears throat> and i just and i learned a lot of like the tools that are you know that that you learn when yeah. you start producing and stuff yeah, for sure. um, even though i wasn't i wasn't making my own music then um What's funny, though, is I made my own music when I was younger mm-hmm. so much <laughs> that I, I, I used GarageBand, remember? Of course. GarageBand, like, I would make my own music on GarageBand yeah. and my own beats and this kind of stuff. But, you know, I also went to school and studied um, uh, music, part of what I studied. Mm-hmm. But I learned, um, my God, what's the other program? Um, it's Logic? More for, no, it's more for, like, sound design. Uh, oh, my God, why is this escaping me? I spent, like, I spent, like, a year <laughs> learning this. Oh, my God. The, big, big, the big program. That, FL Studio? No, not, not, like, not for... Not a dog? Not for, yes, but not for music production. Oh, my God. I need my phone to, like... Reason? Stuff. No, this is driving me crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. You do when I when, when I when I say it, you'll know. Like the staple of. Oh my god. Give me a hint. But I mean, that's what it is. It's it's not for making music, but it's more like for sound design, like for scoring movies okay, and TV, okay. and that's that's all they use. Okay. Uh, why is this? <laughs> I've never had like such a brain fart. It's okay. We'll come back to it. Okay. Okay, yeah, let me move on from that. We'll come It'll back come to it. It'll come to me. Yeah. Then everyone's going to be like, oh. Oh. <laughs> um, but no, so yeah, so I was making, so I would, I always made music, like, that kind of stuff, like, uh, I'm still trying to find it. Okay. Yeah, I know, I, I can see it, I can see it in her eyes. If you're listening, anyway, she's passionate about this. <laughs> but you know what I did do? Yeah. Um, I made an album when I was 15. 15 or 16. 
I actually recorded an album. I have the eight-track tape. Like, went to a studio in New York. Holy shit. Uh, with a drummer and a bassist. And I made, I made a folk album. Is that still out there guitar, in, the, in the atmosphere sang, somewhere? Well, this was before, like, really the internet. Yeah. This was, like, before you put things, like, oh, online. Shit. This is before MySpace. Yeah. Um, this is when I was in high school. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, and I was a, I loved, like, folk music. Ani DeFranco, she was, like, so cool to oh my me. my God, and, like, I haven't heard that in so, so long. So, like, that's what I wanted to, like, be. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, so I played, instr- I grew up playing instruments. Right. Um, I played guitar since I was little. My uncle was in a band, and he played guitar, and he taught me guitar, and then I just kind of taught myself mostly. Right. But I, in high school, I was really good. I was really good at guitar. Wow. Like acoustic guitar. I had yeah. acoustic and electric, but I had this like beautiful Martin guitar, acoustic. Um, and I was really good because I, you know, I would watch everything Anita Franco does and watch everything that like, these people that I like do jam bands. I was very yeah. into jam bands at the time. Too. <laughs> and then I had a hip hop phase. So basically my phases changed. I was into so many different <laughs> kinds of music. And then my, then my trance and all that. Like in like an obsessive though? Like it's like that's yeah, all you listen to? I was obsessed to, to like, like a genre and yeah. then I would find another genre. Wait, but this genre is not this. Exactly and then I was into mean. like backpack hip hop and all this. And then, then I was into like trance and tech, like I don't even know if it was techno back then but like <laughs> just weird Armand Van Helden yeah like, just like really um aggressive <laughs> trance stuff but but only because they would have like Tori Amos remixes and mm-hmm. like this kind of like stuff yeah. Sarah McLaughlin remixes of this and I was wow. like oh my god I'm in heaven <laughs> I was just into so many different kinds of music. Yeah. I anyway, mean, I got off topic here, but what I was going to say no, is, I so I it. made that album. Yeah. So I had always kind of like made music. Right. But I never really took it seriously until like last year. Composed an electronic really, track, yeah. Yeah. I just never sat. I, I always knew like I could do it. I used to do it kind of. I would make hip hop beats and I could do this, but... I never put anything out there, and I was always scared of putting yeah. things out there. I was always like, well, but when I want to put something out there, I want it to be, like, the best it can be. And then I realized, dude, I just got to start putting things out there a little bit yeah. and then see what I'm capable of. Like, right. I had to get over that fear. Yeah. It was kind of the same thing. where I was asked to do some, like, DJ reality shows back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I turned it down, and, like, looking back now, some of those DJs got very popular. DJ reality show. Yeah, I so I was asked to do this DJ reality show. I don't know if you remember, like, what was the name of it? This girl Tina T was on it. There was another oh. like it was um I think it was on BET or it was like it was sponsored by like an alcohol brand Smirnoff and like I'm kind of remembering this now. Yeah, what was the name of it? Anyway, that's pretty cool. I asked you. I turned it down because I didn't think I was ready. And oh. looking back, I'm like, that was the stupidest thing I mm. could have ever done. Yeah. Because that would have, like... 2020 hindsight, though, dude. You know? Yeah. At that moment, you had to do with... But just, right. I guess, like, the moral of the story here is just, like, you know, sometimes I don't believe in myself. Yeah. And all that does is, like, you know, th- th- it's me doing that to myself, and that's yeah. so messed up. Yeah. Because then once I just, like, get over the fear and just say, like, it's the same thing with putting out, I'm just going to put this song out... And it's fine, might not be for everybody, might not even have gotten a lot of plays, whatever, but, mm. like, it's a starting point, and, like, you know. 
Absolutely. You gotta just go for it. You have to put yourself out there. That's the hardest thing to do as a creative, like in any form, whether it's a mix, it actually will pick you up. So you okay. just do whatever you want to do. I have a loud voice sometimes. Dude. When I, I get excited. I like, I like, I like your energy. You got me fired up right now. It, I, talk, I talk about it and think about it all the time. Like, my voice, and I think a lot of people will resonate with this, they don't like the sound of their voice. I think most people probably don't. When I hear my voice, and I've gotten, I've just conditioned myself that like, yeah. This is what I want to do. I'm, I'm passionate about, like, getting people's full stories and talking about music. And, like, that means I'm going to yeah. have to talk. So I'm going to have to just get used to the fact that yeah. my voice is out there in the world a lot. And the fact of the matter is, like, it's who I am. What I think, what I think of what my voice sounds like or what I sound like or what I think is stupid. Yeah. Nobody else is really thinking like that. Right? No, you're, you're right. I, I get it. It's I, tough. I get very and music like, production too, mm-hmm. right? It's so easy to be like, "This is not a good song," right? Like, and it's easy to just be like, "I'm never gonna release it because I'll never be good enough." Yeah. But the fact is, you have to just put it out there, get feedback, yep. show that you're trying, and that's the hardest thing to do yeah. because so many people won't put themselves out there out of fear it's of judgment. It's hard, man. It, judgment's tough. I'm always, you know, it's something I like try to try to. Um, that I work on is just not giving a fuck what other people think, but giving a fuck enough, mm. <laughs> you know, to where like you're still relatable and can take feedback and this and that. Line. It's a, it's a fine line, you know? Um, but I care. Everybody cares. Yeah. It's, you know, so it's hard not to. Yeah. I hear my voice too, and I'm like, oh, oh, that's what I sound like. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny too because on that album, it's not what I sounded like. I want to hear like, that. Like my voice has changed. Like how like, can my we voice hear that, very, dude? Like, yeah, right. You, my buddy Big Ones, he's constantly like, oh, every couple of days, he'll text me something like, "Yo, are you gonna send me that?" Oh like, my god! Me? Now I'm on the list too. Because oh, I found a CD recently. <laughs> You'll never hear this. I was Did you listen? I listened to a little. I almost couldn't. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> What's happening? Although there's one song, though, that I'm like, wow, this is... Good. I mean, all of it, considering I was so young. Yeah. I don't know. But like Now it seems like these kids that are eight years old have this oh. magical talent. Like Some of these kids, like... Uh, I'm like, you Dude. know, the, you, the YouTube. Yeah, the, the YouTube. TikTok, <laughs> they're freaking amazing yeah, it's crazy um but i feel you know i when i was like doing this stuff it was like weird you know it was like what you're making it out like in so high school like weird. people are like what like like that's the the weird you know no not that anyone called me a weird girl i actually was quite popular had a lot of friends I believe that but i was different yeah i was definitely different right There's no cookie cutter anything i i fit into right i dress the same that i dress now <laughs> that's always awesome um although and i did have dreadlocks at one point but did you <laughs> yeah let's twice, bring those back twice, too and i shaved my head to get rid of them and then had dreadlocks again all the way i shaved my head uh-huh and i and not all well yeah a lot pretty, pretty short it was pretty short and then um i dyed i like bleached it blonde and like like eminem <laughs> the mayor's daughter yeah yes <laughs> yep she screamed she screamed when she saw it <laughs> Uh-huh. And then at one point I dyed it, like, bright red. 
like I looked like a clown. It was like damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I was just figuring True it out, rebel. figuring myself out. You know what? I know there's a lot of people listening that relate to that though. <laughs> we all. I mean, when you're growing up too, like trying to find yourself and figure out who you are and. Yeah. Sometimes you got to make mistakes to learn from them, you it's know? It's just like artists, people, you know? It's very, it's like a very emotional It's all. It's all <laughs> subjective to, like, what other people think of your art, too. Yeah. And their opinion defines your success, like, on a monetary scale. But I think something that's so important to understand is, like, when you stay true to yourself yeah. and what you love, especially if you're creating anything, mm-hmm. make sure you love that regardless of what anybody else thinks because that's what'll last. And right. people will hop on that train with you because they're like, you know what? They don't well, care it's anybody. Real. I li- it's real. Yeah. That's what people well, if you're, want When you're life. genuine, you, you know, you could tell when art's not genuine or when yep. a person isn't genuine. It's it's just, you know, it's a, a vibe, a feeling. Like or when thing. something's been copied or, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I guess it just do you. And, and in the end, that's what sets you apart anyway. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's real, it's authentic, and that's it. I know. <laughs> and I'm so happy to hear that you've gotten into production, too. Yeah. It's great. I'm, yeah, I'm excited about I it. I listen to all your music. You got some different vibes. You got house yeah, different vibes, vibes. Progressive house, <laughs> new disco funky. I got, like, little future bass. Uh-huh. So, I mean, obviously, we'll never hear your first album, but... When did you actually, like, really get into producing in Ableton? During the pandemic. During the pandemic? Yeah. It, like, I mean, I, I had no, all, the crazy go, 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 all the shows I was playing, and yeah. never had time to, like, pause. It's always something like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. And, you know, I, I would do little things on the side, but I never, I never just, like, sat down and said, okay, this is going to be, I'm going to make something that I can, like, release i in fact i was confused by everything i was like how do i get on spotify like what (laughs) everything confused me i had to do so much googling and youtube research and this stuff and it's and it's so funny because like here i am like uh, you know a dj that's you know semi-established but i had no idea about the business side of creating music i was literally like floored i was like there's this all goes into that. And then if you're going to make a cover song, then what do you have to do? Like there's so much stuff behind it. You know, I'm, I'm my own team. I don't have anybody else. I I don't have, I've never had a manager. I've never had an agency. I've never, you know, I, a booking agent, nothing. You know, I have people I reach out to for some things or that like, I'm not like no one works for me. I'm not exclusive with anyone. Like, it's just me. And so, and I don't love to ask questions if I don't have to. <laughs> so, but I, I love to research. That's something yeah. like I'm, I love to do. I love to read about things and learn about all kinds of things. So like this was just kind of like, well, I'll, I'll use this time. And I don't like to be still. So like the pin, I was like, I have all this time. Yeah. Which, you know, in retrospect was great. I you know, got to relax, like, my body kind of might have healed itself a little bit in some respect. It was a good reset, yeah. Yeah. And then I just started, like, you know, reading things and watching YouTube videos and this stuff, and then I started applying that to, you know, some ideas that I had. Yeah. And and things came together. So, 
<laughs> yeah. Self-taught so there if too. It wasn't self-taught, yeah. So if it wasn't for the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I I probably would never have started to put out music. I would have just kept putting it off. Absolutely. So that there's a, you know, that was kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah, for sure. Now I, I get to like, you know, kind of releases some energy. It's it's fun. I I love creating music, God. Yeah. Like I could literally do it all day long, but you, you know. You see this as like a, 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 maybe not a fork in the road, but a new path for you and your passion mm-hmm. in music? Yeah, 100%. Because like when I really think about it, this is like what I always wanted to do like Mm -hmm. I I always I always wanted to be a musician since I was a little kid that's all I wanted I would play band with my brother instead of like playing house or G.I. Joe's or whatever we'd play band like I would dress him up like a rock star (laughs) and then I would like dress myself up and we would like pretend like we were in the band or even when we were smaller than that like dancing like learning Madonna and Paula Abdul steps (laughs) and Michael Jackson like I would like make him watch the The music videos and like yeah, we were, my poor brother. <laughs> What's his name? Michael. Michael. You, we gotta, you gotta send this to him. Yeah, I will. I will He's the sure. man. Mikey. So, but yeah, like, we would, um, like, you know, like, do music stuff. Like, yeah. as, like as part of our, our kid games, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I always said I just wanted to be in a band, and yeah. um, then I, you know, learned how to play instruments when I was little, you know? I yeah. played some piano, I played guitar, I played violin at one point, even. Yeah. I took a violin, actually, in college, so very late, and I wasn't, it wasn't anything special, <laughs> you know? Some hot cross buns and this Yeah, and there you but go, like, sure, I have, sure. I did have a little recital. All right. Um, and drums, I played a little bit of drums. I won a drum kit. Mm-hmm. My senior year, they have, like, this party. Yeah. And they get have gift giveaways at the end of the night, like art. Like the theme was like gambling. Oh, we were yeah, up all I know night. what you mean. Yeah, it's something similar. We were too. up all night, and like you win tickets, really. Yeah. And you put the tickets in a box, and I kept saying this whole time, like to my friends or whatever, I was like, I want that drum set, yeah. even though I'm about to go off to college. I don't know what I think <laughs> I'm going to do with it. I want that drum set. When the drum set was called, they called my name, and I yes. was like, "Yes, I come." We had to pile a drum set in like a Ford Escort. <laughs> Like my dad's car, Hell I yeah. was driving at the time. Yeah, and um, I remember my dad was like, "What the hell are you gonna do with this drum set? Like you're just gonna, I, you know?" It was loud. Yeah, it was loud. <laughs> it was loud for three months before I left for college, and then he got rid of it <laughs> when I came back. He's like, "Oh, you weren't gonna use it, right?" <laughs> really, it was because it was so loud. Wow. But yeah. But music has always been like intertwined. and my brother, my brother too. Yeah. He played trumpet. Like, Jeez. like he was like the, um, uh, oh, here I go, another loss for words, drum major. Yeah. With the trumpet. Wow. He was like, he was like really good. He actually got offered like a scholarship to, he's also very smart. He got offered like a scholarship to West Point if he would play the trumpet. Holy and shit. And he didn't want, that wasn't the path. He wanted to make movies, but that's Literally the story. Literally the trumpet guy at West Point, yeah, that's pretty legit. Yeah. He was like good. Damn. Mikey? Let's mm. go. But obviously, like, you've always wanted to create with music at the core of that. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's all I wanted to do was, like, make music. Always. Yeah. And, like, different kinds of music because, you know, like we talked about it, I'm interested in so many different mm-hmm. genres. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, every, there's probably, like, not one thing that I'm like, oh, 
I can't find anything good to say about it. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's anything like that that exists for me. No. And I think, like, my style and, like, my ear is very eclectic. And maybe the one thing I struggle with is not saying I'm creating a particular genre or being able to, like, like oh, yeah, I make house music. I make mm-hmm. this kind of music. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I make until I make it. Yeah. Well, also, it's kind of, like, reflects in your, your DJ style, right? Like, you never know what you're going to play. Yeah. And that True. Gi- right? And that gives you the ability. And, like, I, I want to ask you specifically about some of these tracks because I really do like them. Like, Human and Love Yourself, Future Bass Vibes. Yep. Love that. Like, Love Yourself with Raquel Reigns. Yeah. All right, let's check this one out together. This one's called Love Yourself by Avi Sick featuring Raquel Reigns. like online oh yeah where's yeah. she from she's from new york nice mm-hmm. so she um i saw her during the pandemic i got the tiktok yeah of course <laughs> and i saw something like it came up on like a for your page or whatever mm-hmm. and it was a singer and she's singing called subway series okay. she's under a subway oh belting out like a cover oh, and it dude, sounds I've really like amazing because you're like because yeah so that's her so she oh, damn. blew She's over a million followers. Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. Big. But when I but when I reached out to her, it was just the beginnings of everything. Okay. And she maybe had like ten thousand followers. Oh, that's awesome. And then we started talking. She loved my vision. I loved her voice. You know, we kind of like we're talking about what we wanted to make. Literally within a month's time, she had like a million followers, <laughs> and we were like, "Well, we're still doing this." Yeah, for sure. Damn. Very cool. Very cool. That's awesome. She's. Really, really talented voice. And honestly, we finished the song a long time before I released it. Because right. I was trying to, like... Well, A, wanted to make it perfect yeah. for her. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, for both of us. Um, and then shop it around and this and stuff. And then, you know, then yeah. just decided, like, all right, let's just put it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we just, you know, got, got it out there in the universe. For sure. So. I think it's a great check. Wow, yeah. I'm glad I picked that one because that one had a hell of a story. <laughs> Damn. Okay, yeah. now this one, House Vibes, right? In the Closet with Steven Voice. Mm. Did I say that correctly? Yep. This track's hot. Absolutely love this track. Let's listen in now. This one's called In the Closet by Avi Sick featuring Steven Voice. Oh. 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 
situation we both um had a lot of followers on OnlyFans. oh yeah like like a lot <laughs> so we were featured together okay for some of like their only fans content right um and just to know i i only do music stuff on only fans appreciate that yeah i know everyone's wondering well it's ridiculous but i kind of like think that's what it's only on there right yeah i mean it is but then at the same time they were trying to do like creator stuff and um I had, like, a connect there, and it just all happened, and I was featured on all their pages, and I all of a sudden had, like, thousands and thousands of fans. Like, I have a pretty big profile on OnlyFans. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I also did some of that during the pandemic. But really, honestly, I was just reposting stuff. I had posts that I would put on, on <laughs> my Instagram and yeah. stuff like that. But it was, like, yeah. a whole new, you know, people, a whole new um, base. Right. Whole new fan base right on there hmm. so Legit. that was cool yeah so that's how we met because we both had done like features on OnlyFans. we had seen each other's like yeah. stuff like on there you know i did like a like a video for them and just talking about creative stuff and so did mm-hmm. he and i i think it was me who reached out to him yeah i'm sure it's usually me who reaches out mm-hmm. to everybody I like that. I love it. I love reaching out to people because, like, all you lose is if they don't respond back. That's Dude, it. Dude, I can't tell you how many messages I've sent to people I want on the yeah. podcast, and it's like, they don't see yeah. it, they don't see it, they don't see it, they don't see it. And then I get them, and they respond. Like, yes. yes. I mean, I, so I heard his voice. You know, I saw, like, one of his videos about him. He's a singer and from Canada. Um, and that's all he does on his OnlyFans, too, singing. So, okay. Yeah. And, um... So we were both, like, in that music space on there. Yeah. And I said, like, hey, man, like, I, you know, I saw you on the page of OnlyFans. I saw you, too. Like, cool. Like, hey, man, if you'd ever be interested in um, putting something together, like, I love your voice, this and that. Yup, I'm on board. What should we make? Dope. It was, like, that easy. Wow. Actually, with both, of these, with both of these artists, it was that easy. And uh, he came up with the idea for that particular song. We decided we were going to make, like, a Michael Jackson cover. Or, like, an 80s cover. We right. didn't decide Michael Jackson yet, but we wanted to do some kind of, like, maybe Rendition. 80s or 90s something. Right. Like, kind of like a throwback cover. Right. And he sounds so much like Michael Jackson. He does. That's why I picked this one. His voice is awesome. <laughs> he sounds just like my... I was like, are you sure you didn't just, like, send me the acapella there? <laughs> but no, he... Yeah, he's, he's amazing. So that was a fun Great. one. It's like a lesser known Michael Jackson song, but it was like one of his favorites. So yeah, for sure. Um, it definitely, uh, yeah, it definitely came together. I like it a lot. It's awesome. I like the beat on it too. I for think sure. it really like everything about that one is like yeah, it's a it's, hidden gem. It's well put together. Yeah, I found it. You guys got to check that one out too. 
Um, and then the Progressive House and New Disco Funk. I don't know what to call I know, one of there. these. New Disco Funk. I know funk. what you're talking about, though. This feeling. Well, I was thinking, like, yeah, it was this feeling. But yeah. I was thinking, like, with you, this white, probably, this oh. is Progressive House. Yeah. That's definitely, like, a traditional Progressive House track. But I think it's, yeah. like, my favorite track of yours. Like, the arpeggiator in the drop is, like, you don't have to do too much with it. You yeah. know? Like, this isn't, like, a crazy, complicated song. I just yeah. found it, like, a very... Very vibey, like, easy-to-enjoy track. And that's very hard to harness as a producer, right? Because it's so easy to go overboard and then think less is more and then you don't have enough. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this line I'm supposed to find, right? Yeah, absolutely. You did a great job with that one. All right, let's check out my favorite Avi Sick track. This one's called With You. Like, were you like, I'm I was progressive today? <laughs> I was, yeah, it was, I guess it was just the mood of the day because I was like, damn, like all of a sudden this progressive track comes out of nowhere, which I love. I love like, that style, honestly. Yeah. I was like, because I, I was almost leaning into like this more like a techno vibe at first with it, and then this all kind of that all kind of happened with like the synths and stuff started to have started to like evoke feeling like yeah. a lot of like nostalgia mm -hmm. feeling maybe yeah. and then i guess that's just that's usually progressive house so it just yeah. kind of, it really kind of made itself after a while okay you know? i know exactly what you it mean, was just actually. building on it and building on it and then yeah. finding a sound here and then being like actually that's the sound i want to use and i don't it wasn't like i set out to make that kind of track actually with all of them i mm. never set out to make a a, a, a certain track I do a lot of times start with a vocal that I like. Yeah. Which still could go any way. Yeah. For the styles. Right. Um, yeah. That's just how it ha that one happens. But yeah, I really like that one too. Yeah, it's a great track. Um, but we got to talk about Drowning in Your Love with Trentino. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know you guys are going to love this one too. This one's called Drowning in Your Love by Avi Sick and Trentino. Bye. 
obviously another incredible producer and DJ. Uh-huh. Is he from Chicago originally? Yeah, he's from the suburbs. Right. Originally. He's been out in Vegas for a while. So actually, when we were talking about who did I know, I cannot believe I left him off the list. He was one of the first He ones. was like my best friend for like <laughs> seven, eight years. Wow. Like, like we were like inseparable. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I cannot believe I forgot. Oh. He's now a I, legend. Now I talk about you. He's the man. I mean, I even went with him to Canada when he did the Red Bull 3 style. No shit. Yeah. How cool was that? Very cool. Damn. Yeah, he's amazing. Gosh. And it's cool to see you guys producing together then. Yeah, so we this is like our fourth track maybe that we've made together. Okay. Um, the other two two or three were remixes. Oh, okay. Um, years ago. Yeah. So actually, yeah, what am I talking about just this year? I did actually make a few tracks with him a yeah. few years. <laughs> yeah, back in like, uh-huh. Oh, man. So probably like when did he move? So probably like eight years ago, maybe. Oh man, we'll have to go on the internet. And look yeah, he's up. been out. He's been out of Chicago yeah. for a while. And I mean, some of us have a, a lot of plays. Really? Like, yeah, like the hundreds of thousands. I couldn't. Fu- I didn't see them. Type in, type in Trentino and Avisic. And it's there. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of them's a Fiona Apple cover. Well, not cover remix. There's another one called Late Guests at the Party, which was this like indie band. Both of them, it was my idea to remix those songs. That's a great name. They were very, like, the the Fiona Apple one was the 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 theme song from that show, The Affair. And I was like, for some <laughs> reason, I on HBO, I, like, love that show. And every time it would come on, that theme song, I was like, yeah, it just, like, something about it. And I was like, Should we, can we remix this? He was like, yeah. 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 So actually, yeah, I guess I did do some other stuff before. But you know what I mean. My own stuff, whatever. I know what you mean. Okay. What is your favorite track, regardless of success or streams, then? Mm. And it's okay to say unreleased, too. That happens a lot. Well, I do have a new one that's coming out. That's yeah. Very cool. Yes. Mm. I mean, maybe unreleased. I, do. I have a lot of unreleased stuff that I'm loving right now. Yeah. But... I guess of the stuff I've released, um, hmm. With You does it for me, too. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we share that. Yeah. It just seems like, it sounds just like not trying hard, natural, it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to put it. That's like exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. Kind of just like, it just came together. Yeah. Love it. Hell yeah. Go check out Avi Six Music, guys, for real. And actually, they're going to have heard it. What I like to do is, for people that haven't heard it, we'll do a little clip oh, before cool. we talk about it. So they'll have heard it. But go check out all of her music, too. Killing it. I can't wait yeah. to hear what you're doing, too. Yeah. So, Avi, I want to uh, finish by talking about kind of just, like, where music is at right now. Okay. And where you think it's going to be. And I wanted to start by talking about DJ culture. Mm-hmm. Something that I think a statement you and I hear a lot is, everyone's a DJ. Yeah. Right? We've been hearing that. It's a statement that, it's, it's kind of a blanket statement, but there's no doubt the barrier to entry as a DJ is the easiest it's ever been. Right. You know, like when you did DJ in a box, right? Like, <laughs> kids can get a $100 uh, controller yeah. with built-in Serato for Christmas. You, you don't even need a controller, right? You, you don't even need a controller. You can do it on your phone or your iPad or You can whatever. do it on your phone. Like, downloading music illegally, like, is, is pretty easy, but also, like, also affordable DJ pools. Like, Beatport, yeah. you can buy 50 tracks for $8.00. 
A lot. I guess my question, yeah, some <laughs> of these like large compilations. Okay. I guess my question is like, are we hitting that peak of everyone's a DJ? <laughs> and like, will DJing like go out of style? Like, is it a trend? I mean, it's a kind of a, a convoluted question. It's a little open ended, but like. Well, it's funny. Like years ago, if I you know told people I'm a DJ, yeah, like it's more like. Oh, like what's that? Like, yeah. what exactly does that mean? Yeah. Now I'm a DJ. Uh, you know, hey, I'm a DJ. Oh, you're a DJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, you're, you know everybody knows what a DJ is. Like, right. You know, everyone from like, like you know, your grandmother to whoever knows what a DJ is now. Yeah, it's true. Um, back then it was a what? You know, a disc jockey. What are you yeah. talking? They thought I was like talking on the radio Seriously. or something. Like, no, it's 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 definitely become mainstream as yeah. mainstream as it can be yep. um but i mean it, but what, what was the question is it peaking i mean like, like are we hitting a peak of that like do you think that people because becoming a dj is an easy thing but becoming mm. successful as a dj is another thing mm-hmm. right and I, and I think it'll continue to be that way for for a long time like, yeah it's still gonna you know it's still gonna take there's still only going to be certain people that are household names. Yeah. You know, there'll be a new wave at some point. Um, I also think the whole metaverse and this whole new virtual reality world is going to influence that, the answer to that question. Yeah, I agree too. A lot. Yeah. Like, you know, at, at some point it might like, it really might not be physically DJing in a club. Like mm-hmm. it, it might actually be like the bedroom DJ will be the famous DJ playing a festival Dude. in the metaverse. Like I, I it's can it's reach all, more people that way too. You really can. Yeah. But, and then it loses, I mean, so there's that and then there's the exclusivity factor of it. Mm-hmm. So there'll have to be two parts to it. You'll right. be in the metaverse in a basement party, yeah. a, <laughs> a wristband party. Yeah. However that'll work. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's definitely uh, changed, you know. It's changed a and lot. It's changed a lot. Yeah, I agree with you. I think like we're it's really just now becoming such a massively popular and widely known thing. Mm-hmm. Like, in, I talk about European trends a lot versus okay. American trends, particularly in dance music. And a lot of times, America's commonly known as behind the curve. For but, dance music, sure. Yeah, but like. There's a lot of innovation and collaboration that's going on in America right now, too, like, with DJs and stuff. And I think you have a great point about mm. the metaverse. Like, we don't know what the future of DJing looks like, right? Because if you want to be a world-touring DJ and you don't produce music, that's very difficult to do, right? Yeah. But what what is the next cornerstone for DJing? Like, yeah. I don't think any of us know because there are producers that can't be DJs and there are DJs that can't be producers and, like... So yeah. what else is out there? Is there another arm that we don't know about yet? That's interesting. You know? There always is. It, it just there has, always is. It just has to be found. It's going to grow sometime. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's it's a really interesting Literally plan. a robot arm. Literally <laughs> a robot arm. That could be it too. <laughs> but it, it's a question I like asking someone with so much experience like you because, I mean, there are a lot of DJs that I'm sure approach you wanting to learn about the industry and DJing and mm-hmm. the business side and all that stuff. It happens to me and... I try and just give them the hardcore facts up front. <laughs> like, you got to know you got to commit to this. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And it's it's not going to be all fun and games the whole time. And sometimes you're your only fan, and that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. That's sad, but like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, oh. You're right, but you oh. knew. You knew. You've had those moments. and Yeah. it, it can, There's, you know, there can be a lot of disappointment, but there's also like a lot of 
you know, there can be a lot of high high moments. Yeah, so exactly. So it's just like, balancing those. Not everything is what it looks like on Instagram, and everyone that you see has had a road to get where where they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, so truth. Yeah. Truth. Everyone's just got to find find theirs for themselves, you know. Yeah, and we all have a different path to success too. Yeah, I think that's important to understand. It is. I mean, nobody knows. Look, yes, it would be nice to be like the most famous DJ in the world and make a billion dollars and yeah. get to play these festivals and this and that. But then, like, you see the other side of it, mm-hmm. like Avicii, for example. Yeah. And like, no, it's it's not. The grass is not always greener. You don't know what everybody's going through or how you know what what they're really giving up to be in those certain positions you know yep. like if you're just happy doing what you do like really doesn't get better than that us as people we always want to do more yes. you know that's just like a that's a thing it's success the drive and that's the best quality to have you know but you know when you think so big you can get down on yourself mm-hmm. so i think it's a lot of just pulling back and realizing the accomplishments that you've made. Yeah. And let that really sink in and have that be, you know, enough. That is great advice. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's real talk right there. (laughs) So so we've talked about not only your music, but music in general and where we're at right now with music trends. Mm -hmm. It's no surprise house music is is really becoming more commercialized and mainstream. You look at festival lineups right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, dubstep, uh, rhythm, the heavier stuff has really become its own festivals. Yeah, and that's like, true, And, like, even look at Lollapalooza, dude. You know, like, big house acts are getting booked. Mm-hmm. And especially in the U.S., right? Okay. I mean, it's wild to see. And if you look at what music is trending on Spotify, too, right? Like, a lot of those on the Mint playlists and dance music and popular music. Yeah. It's, it's house music. It's, it's traditional it house music and, and variations, yeah. Um, how how do you think, like, the future of house, like, right now, as a DJ, like, is changing the industry? I mean, personally, I love it. I, I love, love it, too. Love That's playing, the answer I'm looking for, I yeah. I love playing house music. Like, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I love playing everything, but I think, I, I think like, when you're told to play certain things every night, it yeah. gets very tired. And dance music just has you know just the energy and whatever everything behind it is it's just like it's 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 its own animal you know yeah. you can play like all kinds of like open format pop and hip hop and you know rock and funk you know you yeah. can like play that stuff like the mainstream but like the like the mainstream top 40 stuff over time but like you're it's not exploring the music that's out there, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so much crazy music in elect in like the electronic category. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't know if I'm answering your question. No, no, no. House like house has so many like subgenres and stuff too. You know, well, so like back in the day, like when DJing become really popular, it was EDM. That's yeah. That was yep. what house music is now. Avicii again, like levels. Yeah. Just to give everybody right. understanding, yeah. Yes. Um, and now, like, the, you know, like, the A-Craze, Lean With It, and, like, the Navos, and, like, 
believe me, that song, like, just, it's just very, like, feel-good, mm-hmm. energetic, mm-hmm. easy, fun Dude. dance music, you know? It's, there's a gap being bridged between hip-hop and rap and electronic music, and it's because yeah. of those tracks like A Craze's track. And yeah, true, right, right? Like, which is a sample. Which is a sample, Yeah. and I, it's a very exciting time right now for house music to be popular. You remember, when, I mean, house music still a lot is like taboo in some places, right? Like, no house, like only hip-hop, only like yeah. top 40, only this stuff. I'm like, dude, the people want the house. They do. I played in Wrigley recently. Uh-huh. People were putting up on Snapchat, play Chris Lake. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I am. Ex- I'm like, dude. It's, people are never surprising. Some people have like, some of the requests can actually be like oh, amazing. They're better than anything know? I can pick. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you'll get like some people that really just surprise you. And, and they surprise you too in the weirdest places like Wrigleyville. Dude, I was I was like, I think it was before Halloween, I was like doing some monster mash bullshit. Yeah. You know, just like a good paying gig. Yeah. And this guy is like comes up and is like with his groups of friends. He's like, put on Chris Lake. I'm like, fuck yeah, put okay. on Chris Lake, dude. Okay. I got you. Thank God I can have some fun right now. Chris Lake. Yeah. So I think the last time I heard I saw him at Wavefront Festival whenever that was. Yeah. He's not a long time ago. He's crazy big right now. Like, yeah. I mean, everybody, honestly, it's kind of cool because, like, a lot of those DJs that, they, they were big, they're big DJs. Yeah. But they weren't, like, being the ones being played on the radio. Yeah. Kind of big. Exactly. And now it's, like, switched places, and now that is, like, you know, what's being played. I think it's, like, you know, like, the drops are, like, right, just easier, housier, dancier. Um, more melodic. More vocals are being more vocals included sure. these days. I mean, I think that's something that people are really hopping on for sure. Yeah. That's why I like a lot of your music because it has original vocals. Yeah. That always, like, when I hear, like, a song for the first time with vocals that just connect with you. That's what, I'm, me too. So is, that's I the first like thing for me. I only dance music. I don't want to say that stubbornly because okay. I like a lot of rap songs, but it's not the same connection. No, that that's more like the hooks and yeah. like the catchiness of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's some people's voices that are like, you know, wow, it just sounds good. Yeah. Like, you know. if I hear Kiss Me More on the radio, like, yeah. I'm literally like, I don't know what happens to me. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I don't know why, but like something happens. Yeah, no but apologies. If I hear, yeah, no apologies. But if I hear like a great dance song with like an awesome vocal and there's a big build up and it's just a great composition and the drop hits and i'm just like i i can't even describe the feeling yeah i mean i I but i feel something feelings it's it's um it's just the energy the energy is different with dance music you know and and just being you know with all the different elements that there are within dance music Mm -hmm. Like, you can really just go any way with it. Like, you don't have to, like, in Top 40, you kind of have to play, like, a song that you know, and then another song that people know, yeah. and then, like, maybe you could sneak in one that, like, they kind of know, or, like, a throwback that some people know and whatever. But, like, with dance music, even if they don't know it, mm-hmm. they feel it. Yep. It's, it's a different, it, that's where the difference is between, like, the Top 40 stuff and dance. It's, like, it, it doesn't have to be known but it you know it carries the same weight as if they knew it yeah when it's good absolutely and the crowd really lets you be yourself too when they go for a dance music club right oh yeah there's no expectations like 
you work for me right now. This right. It's like I'm here. You, this is your job. You do your thing. Yeah, and yeah, really, you can get away. I guess it just depends on the gig, but you could get away with playing so much stuff. You still can throw in like stuff you know yes. that people like heard 10 years ago that in fact, was you should. throw in like you know the whistler or claude Woo! one stroke or like nice. you know, throw in whatever yeah like so just like stuff that like hit back in the day but then you know and then you could even just find a remix for now like it yeah. all it always works it's timeless i guess that's the word yes. i think dance music is always timeless it's not stuck in a oh that song was in the you know, it was in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. like if we're playing a ludicrous song, you yeah. know, everybody say, that's an early 2000s song. But like, you don't say that when you're playing a house song from the early 2000s. It's just mm-hmm. a house song. Yeah. God damn. I mean, unless you're playing like DeBarge or, or something yeah. like, like eight and then you say, <laughs> fine, that's a, that is dance-ish. You're right though. You're so right. Mm. There's no like expectation with it. It's like, yeah. this song works and that's all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when everybody put out all those remixes of Stan- Sandstorm a couple of years ago, oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think funny. that, you know, that, so I, I guess, like, that's what I mean. Like, fine, you'll hear that, or Space Jam, or whatever, and then fine, you can date that, but, you know, that's that's meant to be dated. Like, <laughs> with the majority of, like, remixes or anything that you'll play, it's just, yeah. it's the same thing. It's it's timeless. Wow. It is timeless. And you were the right person to ask that question, too. Okay, because I'm so old. <laughs> no, because you have you have this like great perspective. Thank you. And uh, I think I think you definitely have a lot of pieces of wise advice and oh, u- unique. You. Like I mean, I don't know how to say it. Like you just have you just have this unique perspective, and I think like that's that's why I love doing this. <laughs> yeah, because I get this to, I get to uncover like what <laughs> somebody like yours perspective is on like where we're at right now as a DJ culture with dance music. And, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're... Well, you're helping me also figure some things out. I'm like... Hey, that's what I'm here for. Just kind of... I'm here to unlock shit. That's, like, literally what, I, yeah. what I'm here to do. No, it's great. I haven't, I haven't thought about a lot of, like, the reasons behind why we do what we do. Right? But it's, it is interesting. I, I do want you to know that you are making, like, an impact, whether you know it or not. Oh, like, you stop. really are. I really do think you are. Like, I've looked up to you as a Chicago DJ for years now. Everybody knows who you are here. Like, this... Having you on Sherman the Booth now, like, is a great moment for both of us, especially me, because, like, I've been doing it for a while, so I feel like it's justified, Aww. you know? And I, I, I feel like... I was flattered when you asked. Yeah, and I just think, you know, it's, it's, it's cool because the scene can be very intimidating, you know, when yeah. you're trying to get into it, like we talked about in the beginning. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, like, everybody, you, me, we've all started somewhere... We've all gotten help from somebody, whether it's oh, Trentino or Clay or Jem or like, yep. I mean, my list is a million people long. It's everybody who's been on my podcast, right? Like, yeah. So I just want people out there to know young DJs that are looking to get into the game. And that's a lot of the people who listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You have to do what Avi's done, reach out to people. You have to do what I've done, take time to meet with them. And yeah, yeah it's just, I don't, it's, it's, it's an honor to have you on for real. Oh, thank you. you had it's fun? an honor to be here. You had some fun? Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, I had a great time. I couldn't shut up half the time. <laughs> Dude, okay, are we going to look up what that program was, though? Yes, wait, give me a second. It's got to just come to me. Dun, dun, um. dun, 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 Why am I blanking on this? So I bad? mean, I'm like, I'm not exactly sure, so I can't even help here. But I'm with you in spirit. 
Okay, I'm gonna look it up. Look it up. The games are still rolling. <laughs> we gotta let everybody like soft. I just like. We gotta let everybody know. Software for. Um, <laughs> sound design. Software for sound design. I, maybe I could do one of these live where people could actually help us out with stuff like this. Right. Yeah. We could use that. God, it's not even here on... Pro Tools! Oh, It's not even here on the top. I was like, why can't I think of the name? I knew Because that. Pro Tools used to be the only... I knew that, yeah. You know? We knew that. That, that was the standard. Fuck, dude. Yeah, and I learned on Pro Tools in college, and then it became so obsolete for music production so fast. Yeah. Because it's not really for production, but it is, like, for sound design and right. stuff. It's for production in a different way. Right. Scoring. Pro Tools. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really memorable software. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know what? We got to end on a high note, don't we? <laughs> we remembered it. Yeah. With a little bit of help. That's true. That's right. A little bit of help from the internet. I should have hey surried it. Yeah, that would have been... Wait, say that again? Did you say surry? Hey surried it. Yeah. <laughs> Your accent came out there a little Why bit. Why would I say? Hey surry. <laughs> My accent. We have... I'm from the land of no accents. Dude, do I have an accent? Not really. I feel no. like Illinois, like, unless you're from very certain... Or, well, you're from... Uh, Indiana. Indiana. I have some twang that'll come out. Well, like, y'all sometimes happens, and I'm like, whoa. And when you say it, like, y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. There. But I feel like, uh, like, a lot of the Midwest, like, unless you're, like, really Chicago or yeah. whatever, then, like, I'll hear it on people, but a lot of the times I don't hear... No, it's normal. We talk yeah. normal. I think accents are, like, our parents, almost. Yeah. Just, like, how, like, when you watch like old movies yeah and like they, they just have a different voice they do it's Straight like maybe up. it's just generational uh, maybe it is we don't i don't i don't have a lot of friends with accents either unless they're sure and that's like from the deep south i did i went to uh college in savannah georgia oh my god and they had accents yes they definitely <laughs> have accents there too maybe it's just like parts of the midwest mm. god savannah savannah how do we not uncover yeah. that? S- Savannah that. College of Art and Design. Wow. SCAD is what they SCAD. call it now. Savannah College of Art yeah. and Design. Nice. Mm. Hmm. You do music? I did music. I did kind of a bunch of stuff. I <laughs> went there to do... I didn't know what I... I just loved art of yeah. all kinds. Right. I loved music. I loved performing arts. Mm. I loved um, visual art. Yeah. I love 3D art, even though that was just beginning to be a thing. However, my friends that majored in that are now, like, doing wild things. Yeah. So successful. Yeah. That was, like, that's what you... <laughs> are the ones that did, like, web stuff. Right. Because back then it was, like, the World Wide Web, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, like, they majored in it, yeah. and then all of a sudden it blew up, and they, like, helped create the internet. Holy like, shit. Kind of. <laughs> Not really helped create it. But, but they pushed things ahead. It's pretty cool, but yeah, Damn. it's a it's a it's a it's a great school. It's a it's a private school. It's cool. uh, it's a very for arts and stuff. But nice. yeah, I kind of did a little bit of everything. That's awesome. Until I figured out what I you know really wanted to do, which I never figured out. Was it a lot of like, uh, I mean, was it people who are from Savannah or mostly like? No, mostly people from all over. What's Savannah like as a town? Um, Isn't that old? It's... It was beautiful. It's a beautiful city. So, like, the main city, the school had, like, buildings throughout, yeah. like, the main downtown area. Nice. Weeping Willows. And wow. It's where, think Forrest Gump, 
that park scene is okay. called that's Forsyth Park. That was our park. Oh. So like that beautiful, just like southern cool. weeping willows and this and that. Um, and then you go to like the other side of town, and it's more like a city city. Okay. Um, but like people, we, if you're in college there, you mostly just hang out in the downtown area. Right. Right. Um, Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been back in a really long time. You should. I know I want to. That'd be sick. But yeah, it was cool. It was it was definitely it was different. Shout out Scad. It was different. Shout out Scad. We got it. We here's what we're gonna finish on. Shout mm-hmm. out Mikey. Shout out Mikey. Shout out. Pro Yeezys. Tools. Pro Tools. <laughs> Yeezys. Yeezys. Scad. Scad. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Progressive House. Progressive House. Sure. A lot of great topics today. Yeah. What else do we got? We got uh, DJ in a Box. DJ in a Box. 123DJ.com. 123DJ.com. Does this still exist? Yeah. Really? The sketchy ass fucking Is it store. sketchy? Yeah. Have you been there? No. There's a store, 123DJ. Here? Yeah, in Chicago. I know there's a website, but there's also like an off store. I'm 100% <laughs> sure it's called 123DJ. Wait, really? Dude, don't go in there. I went there, like, back in the day looking for, like, no. some sort of court or some shit. They gotta, like, buzz you up, and it's, like, under the highway, and it's, oh. it's like, it looked like a place that wasn't in, like... I wonder if they're affiliated with the website or not. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Come up with a different name, because it did not look good on the website, because the website legit. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I haven't been on it I have been on it in a while. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm taking one through three DJ They up. shipped it. It did come to my house. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We owe that to you. CDJs for sure get a shout CDJs, out. CDJ yeah. 2000 specifically. Yeah. And um, Jewish people. Ah, oh, Jewish people. Mazel. And you know what? If you made it all the way to the end with us, thank you so much. <laughs> Can I look at the camera or something? Yeah. Say, say thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you.